We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it, no limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show. All bases covered, my brother. Welcome back to the All Bases Covered podcast. We are sorry that we did not put out a new show on Friday. Life got in the way for all of us, so uh, apologies Bullshit. for not being here Friday. Hey, Bullshit. Josh, I you were, That's you a were lie. sound asleep on Friday. You were sound asleep on Friday. I was not. That's a flat-out lie. Don't you bullshit me. Don't you bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> oh, but we are back at it, but I do want to announce that today will be the last episode on Blog Talk Radio uh, going Wednesday because we're going to do a Wednesday show this week because uh, Friday uh, there's plans in place. Uh, so we're going to do our second show on Wednesday this week. We will be doing it okay. from Riverside FM. AKA what? AKA, it is Mike's anniversary. So, <laughs> oh, happy anniversary, yeah, Mike. Happy anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. It was on the 25th, but uh, we're celebrating it on the 5th so, of May. Think of Ohio, man. We're going to have some beers and walk around. It's going to be great, as long as the weather can walk with us. Uh, where are you guys going? Uh, where are you guys headed? Oh, just up here in Liberty, man. In the area, um, going out to dinner, and then um, up here at the mall, Liberty Center Mall, you can they got a bunch of bars, so you can just basically walk around the entire area with open open containers, just bouncing from place to place. Nice, and, nice. Uh, I, last time I, I was up there, got, we ate at that we ate at that SOB restaurant up there, that steak restaurant. That was pretty good. Oh yeah, the place is good. It's good. It's way too expensive for my taste, but yeah, it's uh, it's, it's well, at least what I got because I got the wagyu. Like uh, New York Strip or something, it was ridiculous that you know, that steak. But hundred dollars steak right there, two hundred dollars steak right there. What the fuck? No, it was like a three hundred dollars steak. Well, that's your fault. They got fucking place for fifty bucks, bitch. You didn't need fucking Japanese wagyu. Uh, dude, I had to. Try You're Chinese. To You're Chinese, not Japanese. Listen, Stay away from the Jap. Racist here. Looks like a racist here. I'm not. Anyway. I didn't. I, I didn't get racist. I said you need to stay away from the Japanese. You're Chinese. <laughs> where, speaking of staying away from people, where the fuck is Joe at? I know Sam's going to be a little bit late, but where the fuck is Joe at today? Same, same place where he's off. always at. Not oh. showing up. Not showing up on the show? Oh, that's a, that's a fine. That's, a, that's, a, that's $5 in the fine jar. That's five dollars in the fine jar for Joe because that's just unacceptable. Uh, anyways, we it, the draft happened, Josh. Uh, as you know, man, we're texting back and forth all weekend, pretty much. And uh, dude, I, let's talk about let's talk about some winners and losers of the draft. Oh, I I'll let you start, Josh. I there's clearly there was a couple teams that had I thought A plus drafts. Uh, that were winners. Let's start with teams that you thought did not have very good drafts. Uh, that didn't have a very good draft? Yeah. I, I mean, I, I questioned Detroit. Uh, okay. I mean, you trade back and you get an extra pick, but who you drafted? Like, what the fuck? You could have had Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Like, right. you needed help on defense. You could have had help on defense, and you went a different route. So... That was confusing. Um, I, I, the, the ones, the ones I think won the draft is definitely the Eagles. Um, yeah. God, 100%. they fucking had a, a fucking weekend, bro. Uh, they, did. Mean, they, draft, they did. They did draft a lot of Georgia so players. Yeah, that's all right though. They drafted a lot of they drafted a lot of uh, Georgia players and then traded for another Georgia player. So go figure. <laughs> Georgia North, right there. Yeah, pretty much. 
Yeah, I thought so, the Steelers um, had a, a fucking great draft, too, which irritates me, if I'm being completely honest. I, I hate the Steelers having any kind of success. But them getting Broderick Jones, Keanu Benton, Darnell Washington, Nick Herberg uh, in their first four picks um, was just outstanding. And then to top it all off, uh, the Steelers also got, didn't they? They also got Joey Porter Jr. as well. Um, yeah, I think they would have a. They, yeah, I think they had a great draft. So I, I was reading up on Washington. Um, they okay. said he. I, they there's there's speculation that he's he has a very very bad back. So I think oh. that's why a lot of teams. Passed him up because him. everybody said he was he was one of the best tight ends, and they don't know why he fell yeah. all the way to the third round. And what I was yeah. reading is there's something wrong with his back. So, oh, interesting. So it'll be interesting. Okay. Um, I know you mentioned Detroit as a, as a loser of the draft, but there there's another team that I thought came in with a pretty good amount of ammunition and they fell pretty flat on their face here. And that that's the Dallas Cowboys. I I, I don't like the Maisie Smith pick at twenty six. Um I'm not a fan of him. I didn't think he had a lot of great production at Michigan. Um then then they took Luke Schoonmaker in the second round. I thought there were other tight ends available at that time that would have been Better. I, I had a third or fourth round it's grade. It's the Iowa type. No, he's, he was the Michigan one, wasn't he? He was the Michigan one, yeah. That's right. Okay, so they went, uh, they went full Michigan like the Bengals. Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I thought that a lot of the guys that they took, I thought they reached on. So I wasn't really impressed with Dallas's draft. Um, but, I, you know, there was a couple teams that I think came away. You know who came away big, big winners? is Arizona. Arizona now has Houston's first-round pick next year. Yeah, I, I think that was a good – I think it was a good move by both teams, you know. You, yeah. you look at the Houston. They they traded their number one pick next year, but what? But they already have another number one next year. So I think that's why they were okay by doing that because they do, still have Cleveland's number one Houston next year. They do. Yeah, they had three okay. years, three years of the number one draft, number one uh, okay. pick. So they got but next year. I, that's the reason why. Let's be honest, though. Houston's number one pick would have landed higher than Cleveland's number one pick's going to be. Cleveland's probably going to be taken anywhere between 17 and 23 next year, or 16 and 23, where Houston's probably a top five pick next year. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, you don't. I think okay. no. I I think they're going to be better than what people are going to peg them because you go you go back and watch that team last year. They were in a lot of these games, right? Their defense was really good against some of these teams too. I think they're probably the second best team in that division now. Um, okay. I I see I see Tennessee trading away Derrick Henry. Um, they might they might cut Tannehill. And they might start trying to reload. And then you got Indianapolis, yeah. too. Indianapolis. I, well, I don't trust Anthony Richardson. I don't um, either. I don't either. So, that, to me, was, a, was not – if I was the Colts, I would have given up everything to get to number one with the Bears. So, yeah. So, yeah, I, don't, I think it'll be in a, it, it might be in a top 10 pick, top 15 pick. I don't think it's going to be in top five. I think, I think Houston will be the second-best team in that division. Okay, that's that's interesting. So looking forward to next year, uh, a little bit. We all know that the number, the likely number one pick is going to be Caleb Williams. Okay. Yep. Looking at looking at the teams and who who they drafted, how they drafted. Who do you think's going to have the number one pick next year? I because there's two teams I'm looking at that I don't think got exponentially better, and they also haven't solved their quarterback problem. And I think it's going to cause them to not be very competitive.
competitive. And that is, to me, it is Atlanta. Atlanta's in the mix for that. And then it's the team you just mentioned. And if they have a fire sale. Yep. Uh, I mean, even though they did just get Will Levis, too. So, well, so I, mean, that, I guess that depends. They might not take Caleb Williams. You know, we've seen teams get the number one pick that don't take the quarterback. The Bears traded down and just got, yep. you know, draft picks. But I'm looking at teams, and I'm looking at teams that will be picking in the top five, potentially. Now, here's an interesting one. Does Minnesota, because Minnesota, is everybody's billing for a, a down year this year because they basically were the worst 13-4 and four team in the history of the NFL. They, they basically, all the metrics said they should have won about nine or ten games last year, and they won 13. So I think it's going to come back. Does Minnesota, if they're like pick eight, do they try to move heaven and earth to go get Caleb Williams? I mean, I I don't think I don't think they. I mean, it'd be nice for them to do, but I don't I don't think they're gonna have. They're I I still think they're gonna win that division. Uh, so okay, I, you, you, have to, I think it's Detroit. It, it's going to be between Detroit and Minnesota until Detroit can okay. uh, prove that they can get over the hump. I still think Minnesota is a favorite in that division. So. Okay. Um, I, I think Arizona, realistically, could be in the top five. Maybe. But they just like Kyler uh, Murray, so he's a huge extension. Uh, <laughs> I know. They're not going to take a quarterback. They're, they're, they're also the team that drafted Josh Rosen in the top ten and then drafted Kyler Murray the very next year, too. It's true. That GM's not it's very true. smart. You know who so, else could be up there that is going to be looking at a star player? Las Vegas. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jimmy G's a, a proven winner, though, and he's back with Josh McDaniels. I think you'll be surprised. Yeah. I think okay. I think he'll be a little bit better than what you expect. Uh, he knows Josh McDaniels' offense. He knows how to run it. Uh, and he he's a proven winner. He's won. So I can't, I can't say they're going to be in the top five. They could be. They're still in well, one of the toughest know, divisions in football. That's true. You, you know, another team uh, that I was just thinking about, Josh, is the Rams. The Rams I was about finally to say the get same their first-round pick. Yeah, they finally get their first-round pick back next year. If they deal Stafford and they decide to maybe deal Cooper Cup for a draft pick, all of a sudden you rebuild around Caleb Williams. Yeah, and I, I think if that's the case, I think Sean McVay's out. I think he's, he, well, he's probably on. I, I think I think the allure is getting that guy that you can now say is your Patrick Mahomes potentially, where you can start building around him. You have all your draft picks now starting in 2024. You can start putting young receivers around him. You could, but here here's here's my thinking behind this. So let's let's okay. say the Rams because they were they were shopping Matt Stafford, they were shopping him, yeah. and they still might trade him. Uh, I mean, June sixth is coming coming up next. That's when uh, teams can cut players without going against the salary cap. So they could still trade Matt Stafford. Yeah. Uh, Sean McVay retires after this year. They get the they get the first round pick. They they select Caleb Williams. And I think the possibility, if that's the case, if they get the number one pick, Sean McVay retires, I think they go out and get Lincoln Riley. Ooh, interesting. I, I, think, they, interesting. I think they would hire Lincoln Riley from USC to come up. I mean, what about Ryan Day? No, I, I think if they got the number one pick with Caleb Williams, he already knows Lincoln Riley yeah. and how he wants yeah. him to play. So... Okay. There you go. Interesting, interesting note there, bud. Uh, we'll see what pans out there. <laughs> Thinking outside the box there. Yeah, maybe just a little bit. Uh, let's talk some steals of the draft. Guys taking in the fourth round or later that I think could pay huge dividends in, in the draft. 
Um, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. One of my picks is with the Eagles, who who fucking got Keely Ringo out of Georgia in the fourth round at 105. Damn Georgia Like, players. that's just... Yeah, and he was being projected in the second round or so. And it's just like, I mean, my God, dude. Uh, it, it's fucking insane. Like, you get Keely Ringo, their draft already has a ton of talent, and you snag a guy like Keely Ringo in the fourth round. I think that's a big-time sleeper. Uh, the other sleeper that I got here that I I, I I don't know, man. I thought he was going to go a little bit higher than he ended up going. Um, but he's he's a massive dude, and that's Jay Quellen Roy out of LSU. He went to the Vikings in the fifth round. And I, I thought he was going to go a lot higher, but um, he's not this guy, but he's over 300 pounds. And he had a 15% pass rush win rate from an interior lineman at LSU going up against SEC offensive lines. And the fact that he was there in the fifth round, I think Minnesota got a steal because I really like Roy out of LSU. Uh, uh, honestly, I, I'd like one of my I like one of the Bengals picks, uh, Chase Brown. Charlie Jones. Oh, Chase Brown. No. Okay. okay. Chase Brown out of okay. Illinois. Uh, the Bengals needed a back, and I think I think he was probably one of the top backs in the country too. And to get him in the fifth round, I think that's a steal. Um, I now, think they can plug him. Do you think Trayvon, Travion Williams is going to get any playing time? or Because like, I'm imagining a scenario where they cut Nixon, even though it doesn't sound like they're going to. Uh, no, I mean, I don't th- – I, I think Tyler Cats at 13, I, I think they know some. I think he's going to take a, a pay cut uh, to okay. open up salary. Okay. Um, okay. But – if not, I, I think you can run with Chase and, and Travion because uh, you still got Evans yeah. too. That's really you fucking never... uh, I mean, they, they talked and, about uh, and Ryan being so shifty, and, and the, yeah. Chris Evans was the same way. He's a very shifty. He's very They're fast. Right. He can catch out of the backfield. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, I mean, Travion Harrison – that one of our producers Good. just sent me interesting note is that Chase Brown is actually the 12th ranked running back in this class. So to get him in the fifth round was pretty good. Yeah, that's what I said. I, I think that was I yeah. think that was a good pickup by the Bengals because I watched I watched that kid, that Michigan game, uh, and he hit them holes. He hit them holes hard. He yeah. beat them on a couple big runs, and Michigan was one of the top defenses in football last year. So. It was. Uh, it really was. And, I mean, uh, I mean, for what he did against that, and Ohio State couldn't do that, same same thing, that that tells you something with, with Chase Brown. So, I think that's a steal for the Bengals. I think so, too. I also think Charlie Jones from Purdue is I think that's steal. Tyler Boyd's replacement. It probably is. You know Charlie Jones against Joey Porter Jr. when they played last year, he had 12 catches for 165 yards. Uh, I think two touchdowns. I can't believe, I can't remember who they compared him to. Which I mean, he was a very good slot receiver. Um, yeah. I can't. Well, I, they I, compared some I'm, Bengals people were comparing him to Trent Taylor, and I'm like, wait a second. I think he's better than Trent Taylor. No, it was it was, it was actually somebody that's like a, a number one receiver. They were kind of okay. just the way he plays. He, I, I, I know he's not a number one. I'm not saying he's a number one receiver. Yeah. So anybody no, out I, there, I'm not saying that. But they just compared <laughs> how he how he runs his routes and yeah. um, how he goes about the game. Uh, they compared him to uh, one. I, I'm thinking it's Cooper Cup. They kind of were comparing him to. Um, that wouldn't surprise so. me uh, the way he, he is. Did you know, again, um, Charlie Jones 
actually had his highest graded game last season was Indiana State, but his second highest graded game was Michigan as far as PFF grades for, like, receiving and uh, grade versus man coverage, contested catch rate, everything. But uh, Charlie Jones' highest rated conference game was against Michigan. So, that I mean, that's one of the better defenses, like he said, and he, he had a day against Penn State as well. And he had a good day against Syracuse. So he, he really did quite quite well last season. I think it's a solid pickup for uh, uh, for for the Bengals there. Um, so so yeah, it looks like uh, Chase Brown had 1,600 yards on the ground in 2022. Ten touchdowns. Pretty good. Uh, average of five five yards per carry. I mean, you look over his career; it's five yards plus. Uh, 2021, thousand yards rushing. On only 170 attempts, that's pretty damn good. So, yeah. um, since, since Sam's uh, Sam just texted me, he's not really feeling great. He's he's fighting off a. Well, fever. he's always uh, sick. What a little bitch! <laughs> I'm, wait, I'm anyway, waiting for him to jump on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to talk some Bengals football since it's just you and me here. Uh, we'll talk some local Bengals, and we'll move on to some other things, too. But a lot of Bengals fans, so almost unanimously, the Bengals have been given good grades. PFF gave us an A. Todd McShay gave us an A-. minus. Mel Piper gave us a B plus. Bleacher Report gave us an A. A lot of these grades, they've – man, there's a lot of background noise. Uh, there's um, – but a lot of these – places gave us good grades, but if you talk to Bengals fans, a lot of them were unhappy with the draft, and a lot of them were unhappy because they didn't go get a tight end and a deep tight end draft. Um, they, we, we passed on other players that they that a lot of fans wanted us to take. And my thing, I, I, I think... Yeah, I think a lot of it has to do with, like you said, the tight end. There were some big-name tight ends we know we needed a tight end, and we didn't get one. Uh, when there was Mayer there, there was uh, Schoon and Washington, and we just didn't make a thing. There's also a couple of the, uh, top cornerbacks that we didn't get. Um, so I think that's why, but it, it depends on this kid. I, I'm not big on Clemson defensive players. It seems like here lately when they, they're coming out, they haven't produced in the NFL. So that's what worries me the most. Um, the ACC is down. We, everybody knows that it, it, the ACC is probably the weakest uh, Power Five division, in my opinion, besides one team, Clemson. Okay. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess we'll find out if the kid's really that good and, and can really contribute. I mean, it sounds like uh, Lou liked the kid. He's going to start him right away and put him in there. Uh, probably on like third down packages, so yeah, uh, we'll get first hand look and see what what the kid can do. Uh, second pick, DJ Turner, solid cornerback yeah. pick is uh, gonna be back in with uh, Dax Hill, his, his former teammate at Michigan. So, but it seems like we're trying to get speed on the outside, um, that's, and it that's... seems the last two years we we've drafted a lot of safeties, a lot of corners, a lot of defensive backs that have speed. Well, and also because we're losing a lot of guys. So, Wuzier, right? So, the Bengals tend to draft about a year early than they need to take guys, right? So, because of, so instead of overreaching for a guy because of the need, they, they can, it lets them take best guy available, right? So, Wuzier, this is his final year. Tilton only has one more year left. After this season, um, we lost Bates, we lost Von Bell, so we got a lot of interchangeable parts back there. And, and you're right, Tyson Anderson very fast, Cam Taylor Britt four three six forty, DJ Turner Burns, you know uh, a lot of these guys. And then we want to get, we got to be able to get to the quarterback. And you saw last year we could not get sacked. We didn't get sacked. 
And so now we got Murphy, we got Hendrickson, we got Osai, we got Hubbard, uh, they got Cam Sample. Hopefully this will start turning into something. Now, one place I thought they missed, Josh, that they did not really address that I wanted them to address is they did not address interior defensive line. No, they really didn't. I I think they're going to really – they're really big on B.J. Reader or uh, D.J. Reader and – B.J. Hill, yeah. Uh, Yeah, Uh, B.J. Hill. But still, they still need a guy there to rotate. Like, I don't know the purpose of drafting receivers. They took Charlie Jones in the fourth and then Andre Stevens and Princeton in the sixth round. I – I like the Brad Robbins pick, the puncher. Uh, he had one of the highest hang times. He had, like, 40 punts pinned inside the 10 last year. Like, he, we needed that because you saw in the game against the Chiefs, that bad punt gave them great field position to start. After Sky Moore, mm-hmm. Kadarius Tony, uh, Kadarius Tony returned it uh, all the way down there to, like, the 45-yard line. They had excellent field position to start. So. Yeah, and and I really thought Drew Chrisman coming out of Ohio State a few years back. I mean, he was yeah. one of the best punters in the league to get to to get people within the five yard line. Like he was fucking amazing. And I don't yeah. two years not being able to punt in real life games. I mean, that <laughs> probably has a lot to do with it. But yeah, come on. Yeah, but you're right. You're, we definitely needed a new punter. Uh, Chrisman did hurt us uh, big time. Uh, and you're definitely right. We we did not get to the quarterback last year at all. It, it seems like we're putting too much pressure on Hendrickson and, and Hubbard, and we expect it so much, and they just did not produce. They just could not right. get it. They couldn't get off their blocks. Um, I know I know Hendrickson got hurt a few times. He had a bad back. Yeah. So hopefully he comes back fully healthy and, and can go. Hubbard, I just don't think – I like Hubbard a lot. I just don't think he's a top defensive end. Like, I think he You're would right. be the he's better like, as a backup. Yeah, Correct. I think he's more of the rotational, back. and we need it more somebody like a, uh, a Justin Tuck or uh, Strahan, somebody that can really or get out of the Or a Miles Garrett. A Miles Garrett. Yeah. But the problem with that, as, you well, as well as you know, uh, you've got to pay that man his money. But not only that, you got to be picking in the top ten to get one of those guys. And it doesn't look like True. the Bengals are going to be picking in the top ten anytime soon, barring no, something that's, like Joe Burrow going down. That's why you got to be smart. And, and well, I would have taken Miller Smith over Murphy. That's who I would have taken there at 28. Yeah. Is Smith over um, Murphy. I mean – to let to yeah. let Bates walk like that without getting anything for him, I think that was a mistake. I know we're gonna get a compensatory pick, but we could have traded him for probably a second round pick. I mean, even a first round pick. Yeah, but the teams, thing is, with the NFL, it, uh, unlike baseball, uh, the thing with the NFL, unlike baseball, is with baseball, you gotta think long term. And you gotta think, hey, what can I get? What prospects can I get? That's why you want to deal a guy. But maybe if you know you can't resign him, he's still has two years left on his contract because you want to get a big return. In football, you're trying to win a championship, and your window's already small. And so you're not going to trade away a guy that's a key piece that you think can help you win a championship. That's why you see so many of these teams. They don't really trade guys away a lot of times. A lot of times they will hold on to their picks and just try to hold on to the guys, try to win, and then let them walk into the agency and take the, take I, the extra pick from the NFL. I'm sorry. I would have traded Bates at the beginning of the year. When he okay. said, I'm not going to sign, I, w- I, want, I want this, this, and this, I want to be the top, trade him. Get what you can before last year's draft. Trade the kid. Yeah. Then you could – then you – you had you obviously drafted Dax Hill to be his replacement. You could have drafted two yeah. safeties in the first round, or a safety there and the safety in the second. You would have had two second round picks to to replace them. You know, yeah. There there was room just, to do it. I think they should have just did it. They could have got a little bit more 
for him, in my opinion. Uh, because yeah. I think, what, we'd get a third-round pick, that's it. And I think we could have tra- easily traded yeah. him for a second-round pick. Maybe, maybe. But also, teams also, a second round remember pick. this, but remember this, Josh. Remember this. If the Bengals trade him away and Bates doesn't resign with that team, they're not going to give up draft capital when they know he's going to be a free agent. If the team's trading for him, they're going to sign him. That's Maybe, why they would Bates, what if what, – Okay, let's say let's say the Packers traded for him. What if he doesn't want to play in Green Bay? What if he's like, I don't want to be in Green Bay. I want to be in Miami or Atlanta these, or L.A. These these players are going to follow the money. It's not like the NBA. It's not like MLB. These guys are going to go wherever wherever the money is. Who's going to give them the most money? That's the NFL. I don't know. Okay. Uh, yeah. We'll see. So I just I don't think a team is going to give up draft capital for a guy that they know is going to hit the market right after the season. Because those those picks are precious, man. Those picks are like gold in the NFL. Unless you're the Rams, and then you treat your first round picks like shit because you just basically went all in for everything you could. So. Hey, and they, I mean, they made it to two Super Bowls, and they won one, so. They did, yeah, I know. I just, you know, as a Bengals fan, I want to win one Super Bowl. What I hate is now that, like, the Chiefs, they just point, they've got two Super Bowls with Patrick Mahomes, and we can't say anything. They can talk shit as much as they want, but at the end of the day, they beat us this past year, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. And, like, the Steelers and the Ravens all have multiple Super Bowls. You know, I just want to win one or two with Burrow. You know, I mean, I just want to win alive. one, goddammit. <laughs> no, I'm going to be greedy, man. I want to win, like, three or four. And then, I mean, and I, I would love like, to do that, but just give me fucking one right now. <laughs> to start. <laughs> I, you, oh, can't, you can't win two without having one, right? That's true. That's a good point. So, just give uh, me one. We got uh, about 25 minutes left. I want to go to some NBA. Um, the Bucks were eliminated by the Heat, man. Um, I told you, dude. Bo and the Heat are playoff Jimmy. Playoff Jimmy, man. And Giannis wasn't real happy uh, with reporters uh, after they lost. Um, he had been asked questions about is this season a failure. And he kind of took umbrage to that, saying that, you know, we need to have better perspective. Like, it's not just about winning championships. It's, it's, not, a, it's not a failure. Um, you know, it's, it's steps to success, he said. So this is the full quote. He said, it's not a failure. It's steps to success. There's always steps to it. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships, were the other nine years of failure. There's no failure in sports. There's good days, there's bad days. Some days you're able to be successful, some days you're not. That's what sports is all, all, all about. You don't always win. So I'm going to pause that right there. Because he's right in a sense. But Giannis, Michael Jordan, once he won championships, he didn't lose championships. He won six titles in eight years, and if you don't if you don't count, I, I, I somewhat count. You know, when he came back and they lost to the Magic, he'd only played he'd taken a year and a half off, and he played in twenty games before the playoffs started. He was still rusty. The next season, they went seventy-two and ten and ran through the playoffs, only losing three times. Giannis is right, but it is a disappointment when you are the number one seed and you lose to the eighth seed. And not only do you lose to the eighth seed, you lose it to the five games. It's a disappointment. I'm sorry. Whenever well, you're I mean, the failure, you, you gotta, whenever, you gotta, whenever, whenever, okay, go ahead. Sorry. You've got to remember, he did get hurt in that series, too. So he was not going to be playing 100%. And you can't tell me a, a team with a 70 or 80% Giannis is going to going to win, especially in the playoffs. You can't tell me that. If Michael Jordan goes out and he's only 70%, do they win? 
I mean, do they? But you're still the number one seed. You you still have a lot of talent. I know. I know you got a lot of talent. But but Giannis makes that team go. I'm sorry, you lose your number one player. If if the Lakers lose lose LeBron, Cleveland lose LeBron when they made the, the finals. What kind of team is that? We already seen it. They fucking sucked the very next year when when LeBron was like, see ya, right? You lose your number one team, your team is going to – you lose the chemistry, you lose everything, especially in the playoffs. So, yes, is it a disappointment? Absolutely. You're the number one seed and you get beat. But you're right. Miami has beaten the Bucs two out of the last three years in the playoffs. That's a team – Eric Sportsha – Give him, give that man his credit. He's a great fucking coach, and he got the, that team to play, and that played really well. And this is also a Miami team that was in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, correct? Yeah. And they're and more than likely they're going to go back. If Jimmy Butler's not injured, injured, they're going back to Eastern Conference Finals. They were in the finals two years ago. They were in the second round the year before, right? So that yeah. Miami team is not a scrub team. No, you're they right. They are I a know. very good team. You're right. So uh, I mean, yeah, I just I don't know. I I, I don't like sometimes I, guys are like, oh, there's no failure in sports. Of course there is. If you're a favorite, if you're one of the top teams and you lose, Boston, for example, the Bruins. We talk uh, real quick, and we'll go back to N- NBA. But uh, Boston Bruins <laughs> now that, that has the shocking. best record. That was shocking. <laughs> they had the best record. I think they set the record for most wins in a season. They were sixty-five and twelve on the year, and they lost in the first round to the Florida Panthers. Now that is a very big disappointment, right? Yeah. They were fully yeah. healthy. Yeah. They were fully healthy. They're the number one team in all of NHL, and they get beat in the first yeah. round. By yeah. far, yes. Unbelievable. That was ridiculous. Unbelievable. But, but Florida Panthers, I just, great fucking job. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, that's my thing is I don't want to look. Because to me, the Grizzlies, their season's a failure. You lost to the Lakers. I know the Lakers are a pretty good team. But the Grizzlies won 51 games, and you're the number two seed. And this is the second year in a row they're getting bounced early after being a top three seed. Yeah, but and, the, and you against the Lakers. Lakers team. Yeah, but you go back to this Lakers squad. Come on. They're, they are an NBA champion a couple of years removed. They have, three years ago. They have LeBron. They still have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. And when they're healthy, they're, they are a really good team. Come on. It's going to be hard to beat. But you're right. That Grizzlies team should have won. The Warriors are going to beat the Lakers right now. I'm calling it. Right now, I'm uh, calling it. The the Warriors are beating the the Lakers. Oh, you're calling it. You're calling it? Yeah. I think think you're right. I I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I said it before. I think the Warriors are a dangerous team, even though they can't win on the road. I think that was just during the regular season. But they, they beat the Kings twice on the road to close it exactly. out. Exactly. Game five and I, game seven. That's why – that's yeah. exactly the reason why I say the NBA is a fucking joke in the regular season. It is a joke. Se- exactly. 100%. Nobody cares. <laughs> So nobody cares. No, no one cares. It doesn't. It doesn't matter what seed you are in in the, in the NBA anymore, yeah. because you could still you could yeah. still upset a team, and we've seen it yeah. the past few years. Teams are getting upset, and and everything. The the regular season doesn't matter. Playoffs. That's when teams actually start playing defense. They start gelling better together, and that's when they actually hit the stride. So, yeah. I mean, we've seen it with UConn well, in the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah, they were a five seed, yep. and you yeah. go back. They were they, during they the season. They were over everybody. Yeah, yep. and during the go season, ahead. I think they almost got to the number one team in the country at one point, and then they dropped back because they lost like five, five or six in a row. So, well, now you know the other. So basically, a lot of in the Western Conference, 
Denver's the last remaining top four or top three seed. Okay, Denver, Denver advanced. They're playing Phoenix. Uh, obviously, number two seed Memphis is out. Number three seed Sacramento is out. Then Phoenix is the four seed. They took care of the Clippers. Then, uh, so now we got Phoenix and Denver, and we got the Warriors and the Lakers. In the East, it's a little bit more scratch other than Milwaukee, but we got Philadelphia and Boston, and then we got New York and Miami. Embiid is out for game one. Skip Bayless went on TV today and said that Embiid has a slight tear and he's going to require surgery, even though that's not been announced yet. He's saying that he's tearing from sources inside the organization. If the Sixers do not have Embiid, they're toast. It's over. It's a wrap. Oh, yeah. And Boston's going back to the NBA Finals. If, if Embiid is out, Boston will beat Philly in probably six games. Then they're going to wipe the floor with the Knicks or the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't think so. I think you're what? wrong in that. They don't, not so fast, not they don't wipe so the floor. If the Heat are in there, they don't wipe the floor with the Heat. I think they win. I think they win in six or seven games. Now, interestingly enough, if Boston goes to the finals, who do you who do you think they have the best chance of beating? Because they lost to the Warriors uh, last I think year. The, I the, think the Warriors, the Warriors get there. Would... Okay. You think the Warriors Just, would beat I mean, them, or do you think the Sixers? No, I I, th- I think that would be the team. I think they have the best shot to to win against the uh, Lakers okay. too. I think Denver okay. Denver's there. I think Denver wins. Um, okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't see uh, the Suns. I mean, this, it depends on what Suns team shows up. Really, I mean, if they have well, if they I have Booker and and Durant going yeah. great, I mean, can anybody really beat the Suns at that point? But yeah, they it's hard. They haven't showed me much. Well, yeah, they just haven't showed me nothing. Well, true. But I mean, they made fairly quick work of the Clippers. Uh, they are playing Denver, who's, and they got but, beat pretty bad by Denver in Game One. But you go back to that series. Kawhi Leonard yeah. is out. He's injured. Paul, Paul George, George didn't play. Paul George. So, yeah, no wonder the Suns got it easy. They were out without their two big stars. That's true. Again, that going true. back to Giannis, if Giannis is only 70% in that series, I don't see that as a, as a huge loss or a big upset, Yeah, in my opinion. So, um, I want to talk uh, real quick. we got 16 minutes. There's a couple topics I do want to get to, but you and I – along with Sam and Joe and some other friends of ours, are in the middle of a dynasty startup draft. And so far, uh, it's it's going. Um, But there's a lot of – I think there's some – the rookies that we're looking at, I think a lot of rookies were hurt by who they were drafted by, at least for the immediate foreseeable future. One of the guys that I think is hurt by the team he was drafted by is Jackson Smith and Jigba. Now, I do believe that he's going to replace Tyler Lockett. I think Lockett's only got – I'd have to look it up. I don't know how much Lockett has left on the contract. But I know that – I believe it's coming up soon. But Pete Carroll likes to run the ball in Seattle. They went out and drafted Zach Charbonnet in the second round, again, after drafting Kenneth Walker in the second round last year. That points to me that they're going to try to take the ball a little bit more out of Geno Smith's hands and run the football and control the clock. They've also ramped up that defense. That defense is nasty. They got Devin Witherspoon in the first round this year, and they already had reigning defensive rookie of the year, Tariq Woolen. That defense is looking just badass. And this to me points to, I don't think Jackson Smith and Jigla is going to have a great rookie year this year. No, I mean, I think you're right. I think he's – do you, do you move Tyler Lockett to the slot and keep Smith and Jigba out there, or do you put Smith and Jigba in the slot? Uh, obviously, you're not going to – you're going to keep uh, D.K. Metcalf on the outside. Um, so it would yeah. be interesting how they play it. But 
Kenneth Walker, he's not a very good I, – I don't think he was a very good pass catcher out of the backfield where Neither I think Zach Car- – uh, When he was at UCLA, he, he did fairly well. I, I okay. thought out, okay. catching outside okay. of the back. Uh, not, not much when he was in Michigan. It didn't seem. Okay. Uh, okay. But, but you got to go you, – you look at Seattle. They did lose Rashad Penny. Uh, the other running back they had retired. So I, I think that's why he had to take a, a running back. And Carbonet is one of the better backs in the, in the, the draft this year too. So yeah. um, the other one, I mean, Bajon Robinson, I don't think he's going to have the stats that everybody thinks he's going to have. Uh, okay. Because you still, you still got Tyler Algier. What are you going to do? You're going to probably split the carries between the two backs to keep them both fresh, right? Probably, and Tyler so, Algier is the bigger back, so he might get the third down work and goal line work. Yep. Because so, he's a lot bigger. He's like six foot one, six foot two, two hundred and fifty pounds. He's a bruiser, man. So yeah, I Bijan Robinson do you know what I heard? The Falcons, they still really like Bijan Robinson, but uh or I mean Tyler Algier. But what they want to use B. John Robinson is because he's such a great pass catcher, they almost want to utilize him as a Christian McCaffrey wolf. So he might carry the ball, you know, 10, 11 times and get like six or seven catches. And then Algier will be like the Elijah Mitchell role, maybe carrying the ball 12 or 14 times, take, picking up the tough third and ones, third and twos, and getting some goal line carries. You there? Yeah, there yeah, I could, I could see, oh, yeah, I could see, definitely see that. Uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, I, I, Quentin Johnson, I, I don't trust him. Uh, yeah, I don't either. But he's, he's gonna have a big either. opportunity, in, in, LA. Uh, Mike Williams always seems like he gets hurt. Uh, the last few yeah, years, same thing with Keenan Allen. So he's got a shot to make a to make a thing, but uh, um, very, the other, uh, uh, it was it was the, the one guy. That uh, I had, sorry, go ahead, go ahead, Josh. I, it, the other one was uh, I just remember it was DeAndre Swift, but then they ended up trading oh, yeah. to the Eagles. I was like, I was like, well, fuck, they just drafted Jameer Gibbs. I'm like, and they signed David Montgomery earlier the, uh, in the off season. So it's like. Yeah. Uh, what happened to DeAndre Swift's production? That's going to really hurt. Yeah. So, uh, um, my breakout, my breakout, I'm, I'm going to say this is I, I think Jordan Madison. I, agree. I think he's going to have a huge year. I agree with you. I think he's going to be here because Justin Jefferson's going to take a lot of people off off of him, um, and he's he's going to um, uh, provide like you know they can't double team. Jordan Addison at that point, or even double team uh, Justin Jefferson. So no, and, you're right. And that's, you still that's got pick. and you still got a big tight end there with T.J. Hawkinson. So yeah, that's going to take yeah, away some of that pressure too. You know who my breakout pick is, and I'm I I feel a little uneasy, but man, I think because of his situation, he's going to have a chance to, to do some things. Is Devin Arcane in Miami. Devin Achani from uh, uh, Texas A&M ran a 4-3-2 40-yard dash and was the third fastest overall, only behind DJ Smart Turner and Jacorian. We all know that the Dolphins, we know that they have Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. And Miles Gaskin. None of those guys, I don't feel, are top level guys. Mostert is old too, isn't he? Isn't Mostert like pushing thirty? I think he's getting close to thirty, yeah. And then Jeff Wilson so, is—he's thirty-one. Mostert's thirty-one. Yeah, they he's got old. I mean, that team's starting to get old. And Jeff Wilson. I mean, Jeff Wilson's 27, but Jeff Wilson, let's face it, is not – he's not a 
he's not a dominant back. If he if he's your spot starter or if you're gonna give him six to eight carries a game, I think he's fine. But Devin Achani landed in a fantastic position there. And he's so fast, man. The last year in the SEC, he was first team all SEC. First team all SEC over Jameer Gibbs and other guys at running at running back. He he ran for 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns and averaged 5.7 yards a carry uh, while also recording 36 catches for three touchdowns. I'm telling you, man, if he gets a shot in Miami, that's, he could have a pass for you. I mean, but the problem is, is uh, the head coach, he loves them fucking San Francisco players he, he coached before. That's why he brought them he, there. He does. So, You're right. You're right. McDaniel does. So I guess like, we'll, we'll the, does. I'll tell you, Chani reminds me a little bit. Now, Tyler Algier went over 1,000 yards, but he didn't start starting until about week six. I can see a similar thing for Chani. We know that Mostert's going to get banged up, right? Yeah, he'll, he'll be out between, like, week four, five. Yeah. We know that Miles Gaskin, really a top-tier player, neither is Salvin Ahmad. I And I wouldn't be surprised if one of those guys gets cut uh, in the offseason. But he is, honestly, man, he's, I don't know, he's got, of all the running backs that landed anywhere, Achani has a clear-cut path to – massive touches uh, this season. Like, Chase Brown, I think, could be the guy in Cincinnati, but probably not this year. Uh, B. John Robinson, you touched on it. He could have a really good rookie year, but what if they decide to still give Cordero Patterson and Tyler Algier a carry? Yeah, I mean, Cordero Patterson, I mean. stuck behind Kenneth Walker. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be very interesting what Atlanta does. I mean, Cordell Patterson was the number one there two years ago. Yeah. Run, catch, right. whatever you needed him to do, he could do. He gets injured. Yeah. Then you got then Tyler Algier. They drafted him, and he produced 1,000 a, a yards last year. So yep. he was legit. And now you draft another running back. Like, so what are you going to do? Yeah, and you still don't have so, it. Defense. You still have a shitty defense in the lineup, but uh, yeah, uh, yeah, they do. <laughs> Still for another day. Um, all right, we are starting to run out of time. Uh, we got about six minutes left, so I, I want to go to some other topics. First off, let's talk uh, WWE and the lawsuit that's been levied against them. Oh, oh, oh. finally. Oh. Somebody has spoken <laughs> up and created. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's it's about time. I mean, some of the some of these WWE storylines are, and I and I and I'll say this, pretty damn fucking racist. I, I've said that for years. Yeah. I'm like, they are pushing the envelope on a lot of this stuff. I'm like, uh, this this isn't very good. It's like, why why are we doing this? Like, you're really hurting somebody's character by doing it this way. Uh, yeah. They've, they've been known to, to keep their black wrestlers down. Um, yeah. Some of their big stars. Unless your name's Ahmed, The Rock. Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, Ahmed Johnson, Ron Simmons. Uh, to a point, Booker T. I mean, you heard – no, he, Booker T actually said it on he, – he said the N-word on, on TV to Hawk Hogan. Uh, but uh, you, t- you talked about it earlier. Uh Vince McMahon said it's a John Cena. So, I, there's a culture there. Uh, back in the 80s, you had uh, the Iron Sheik come out and spew a whole bunch of hate. And then you had uh, all, the, all these Russians that you had come in, the Montreal, the Canadians, the French. I mean, they really pushed the envelope on a lot of this stuff. And but I, I still say they kept a lot of their black wrestlers down, and finally somebody's spoken up and said enough and and put a lawsuit on them. I agree with them. I, I agree with a lot of their stuff was was pretty racist, and finally somebody yeah. said something. 
I mean, you, well, <laughs> I mean, you got Vince McMahon, you know, and I don't, I don't know if he's, you know, he got away with it for so long. But then you look at, I, I feel like he's going to point to the fact that The Rock was a seven-time champion in WWE, or seven or eight-time champion, and then Bianca Belair was the women's face of the women, and and Sasha Banks won a title. But, and, but it's, uh, it's, it's not it's not about the titles. It's about how how they represent, like the whole yeah. uh uh by Bianca Belair. That's what the writers put in, and she didn't want to do it, and they kind of forced her to do it because it, she said it, it makes that. me sound like I'm ghetto. So yeah. Yeah. there's some truth to it. Like you, your wrestlers are yeah. saying, no, I don't want to do this, and you're making them do it because you think it's, you think it's what you want, what people want. Because they, like when they made Kofi Kingston, they made Kofi Kingston talk with a Jamaican accent for the longest time. Exactly. And he's not Jamaican. Exactly. So, um, yeah, I, I see it, man. I definitely see it. Uh, I don't know, man, but it's, it's that line, though, right? It's that line of entertainment. And, and you're right. I mean, this, it's an entertainment business. Yeah, you're 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 one hundred percent right. It's it these are all characters and it's like a movie script. You're you're reading a script and you're doing what the, the director says. Yeah. Uh, like you said, uh one of the topics we didn't get to is why are they making another white men can't jump? Oh I do I mean that's, talk about that's that. been, I, wa- I I gotta talk about that. You brought it up. I, I mean that's a perfect minutes, that's a perfect example of hey, white men are known known for not being able to jump or dance, right? That's what we are, but it's a running joke, and I and I think that's yeah. that's kind of where WWE is, is gone with that them particular lines, and yeah, I mean, has it hurt the black wrestlers? Yeah, but yeah. they've never gotten in trouble because it never really affected them. I guess. True. I don't know. It's it's weird. Well, because I, they are acting. All right. So now, I now that you brought it up, they're remaking. White Man Can't Jump with Sonequa Walls and Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow, who is not an actor, but a rapper. Dude, this is not a fucking movie that needed to be remade. The original one with Snipes and Harrelson is amazing. And you know what? I watched that movie last night. And it fucking holds up. It was from 1992, and the movie holds up. It is a classic. You had Rosie Perez in it. You had Kadeem Hardison. You had the great cast. You had Wesley Snipes. It was fantastic. And they're making a remake of it. And I watched the trailer for it the other day, and I'm like, no. No, 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 no. You, you can't do it. You can't do it. And I'm so mad that they're remaking this. This is not a movie that should be touched, man. They're, it's just not. There's, there's well, like Hollywood. you got to remember, Hollywood has run out of ideas, so what's the best thing they can do? Is let's remake another movie. Let's go. But you can't you can't run out of ideas. Do you know why? Because there's always there, there not only is there always books being written that you could turn into movies, but there's real life news stories happening all the fucking time that you can turn into a movie. And guess what? There's biopics out there. People who had great lives or interesting lives that people want to watch made into a movie. You could totally do that, and they don't do it. They Instead, they keep rehashing old movies that don't need to be remade. I'm sorry, White Man Can't Jump was a classic. Don't remake it. Don't touch Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Don't touch Back to the Future. Do not touch certain movies. You don't need to do it. I just, I'm not, I'm not down with it. Also, I'm sure there's a shit ton of Marvel DC characters that don't have their own movie that would make for good movies. But here's the thing. I think Marvel's in a downward spiral. Their last few movies have not been very good. So Yeah, uh, because people are, um, people are uh, over it, I think. I just don't I, think, I think you're, I think you're right. To, I, I think you are right. I think COVID had a lot to do with it. Uh, yeah, I think when they started the whole process and 
when Endgame came out and it was the top grossing movie of all time until they re-released Avatar yeah. again in the theaters, um, people were like, oh, man, this this is it. I spent 10 years, 10-plus 10 years watching all these movies, and it, and it finally culminated into a fucking fantastic yeah. movie. Yeah. And now we're going to do a whole other thing of it. I'm like, oh, how many more years till we get to <laughs> another big epic and conclusion? Uh, and I and I think wait. that's why Avatar, the new Avatar, didn't do as well. People got tired right. of it. Yeah, I mean, they, they, they wasted what ten, fifteen years to build to make the new one. At that yeah. point, you lost your whole, you lost a whole generation that went out and and watched that movie in troves. Well, so. I'll tell you who I what I will go to the theaters for before before we wrap up here is if they make a Ghost Rider movie with Norman Reedus. As Johnny Blaze, I will I will be in the theaters to watch that. You didn't you don't want Nick Cage back as Ghost Rider? I thought he did great, except for the second one, dumb as shit. Uh, you're so you're so full of shit. You're I like, so full. I nobody, like nobody the first can think one. Of Cage did great. You are so. I full thought of shit. I thought it was good. The second you one sucked. The first trial. one you I thought was shut. pretty good. You shut your hey, mouth. You That's you have to remember take. I I watched. Shut up for a minute. Shut up. I watched six movies of Cage. I came to love Nicolas Cage, goddammit. Oh, yeah. That was, was it fucking losses, right? 12 hours of Cage or whatnot? 12 hours of Cage, where we got to pick pretty much all the movies except for one. I watched them all, Willie's Wonderland. Hey, the ghost. Oh, my God. Oh, Terrible. Well, I thought it was actually a pretty good movie. Uh, which one? Pay the Ghost. Oh, I thought that actually was, actually was pretty decent. But you hated Willy Wonderland, though, right? You hated that one. Oh, yeah, that one's fucking horrible. God yeah. damn, yeah, you're right. That one was fucking horrible. So, oh. that's the other thing. When we get closer to football season, we got to come up with our, with our pyramid of punishment now. That, that we're going to become, we can recycle some of the ones that you did that, that never got brought to light because certain people didn't follow up on their bets, on their, on their losses. Know, but we got to add to fucking, it. Uh, that was half our fucking staff here. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about fucking Brooks Bank and Sora. God damn it. Yeah, yeah, both of them. Both of them did not follow up as they should have. With but we will come up. We got to come up with some new ones that obviously cannot get us like fired or in trouble. It's all a good natured fun. But we got to, the, the beer mile one was one that I was dreading of drawing. The beer mile one, I didn't want to draw at all, where you have to chug beers and run a mile. That one sounded awful. But we, I mean, I, I'm all for taking a fucking jog and, and drinking a beer, but goddamn, I don't know if I can chug a beer and then try to run. I'd be throwing up every 30 seconds. But you, so, you know what? I have an idea, Josh. And, and we'll get to this later. And before we drop here, we're running out, we're out of time. But, but, here's a good one, Josh. We have the loser goes golfing with, with the, the rest of us. And everybody else gets to pick out what outfit they wear on the golf course. Oh, I love it! I love it. <laughs> they got they got to wear that like uh, fuck. There's a guy that always wears these fucking crazy ass paint. clothes whenever he goes golf. No, rest in peace, Payne Stewart. No, he's so he's so Lewis Lewis something. Uh, fuck, I can't remember his name. Uh, but he's on he's on the live tour now. Okay, so. Fuck, I can't remember his goddamn name. He's a, he's in the Netflix okay. special that they had on uh, with the golf, with, which that was okay. pretty cool to kind of watch. And when I when I say that we can pick out what they're wearing, that means I'm not I'm not going to make you wear like a dress or wear so, look like a cross dresser. That's not what I'm talking no, about. No, no, no. Uh, you got you got to wear like yeah. some fucking bright bright ass fucking yes. pants. Yes, bright and pants, bright shirt. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You got to stand out yeah. on the golf course. Exactly. All right. No, I mean, well, I'm all up. All I mean, the... I've got some. Okay. I got some white ass 
pants ready to go. I got some bright ass orange no, shirt ready my, to go. My ass is going to the thrift store and picking out your outfit. <laughs> oh shit! Here we go. <laughs> all right, guys. Oh, that's all the time we have. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back at it on Wednesday, but remember, we will be on Riverside FM. To our producers, I will be sending out the info for that uh, uh, tomorrow. But we will be on Riverside FM on Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Thank you for listening. And soon to have a YouTube channel, baby. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it takes us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing